Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Why is it everywhere you want to find in the A to Z, it's always in the cruise? <laughs> Meet Gary. He's just an ordinary bloke who finds himself back in 1940. Find a best then. And how much will that be, pray? Sixpence ain't me. It's Tubman's farthing. <laughs> Come on, seriously, how much? I told you, it's Tubman's farthing. Oh, what a brilliant tree. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's real. Real or not, Nicholas Linter stars in Good Night, Sweetheart, Thursday at 8.30 on BBC One. Back to the Future, Doctor Who, The Terminator, The Lake House. <clears throat> All iconic time travel tales. Yeah. But one that doesn't always come near the top of these lists is an underrated 90s British sitcom featuring a magical street that took one unsuspecting man back to the 1940s, war-torn Britain. For this episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, we're looking at Goodnight Sweetheart. Oh. Uh, so I'm Tom. With me is Morgan. Hello. It's Two Geeks, Two Beers. Um, we're 90s nerds, and you can't get more nerdy and 90s than this. Um, so memories of Goodnight Sweetheart before we get cracking? I was a big, big fan of this yeah. uh, in the 90s. Loved it as a kid, Yeah, which is odd when you look back on it um, <laughs> yeah. and, and examine some of the life lessons that perhaps it was teaching you. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember, I remember really, just really, really digging Good, good night, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> that said, I am looking forward to to this episode. Yeah. To you re-educating me uh, in the, the adventures of Gary Sparrow. Um, well, remembered. well remembered. Yeah, because I I remember the concept. I remember loving it, but I don't really remember the minutiae. I don't really remember the the, the ins and outs of how of how it all yeah. works. The supporting cast. Fine. Well, if you didn't know, which is quite possible. Uh, it was a British sci-fi, tra- uh, sci-fi time travel sitcom, and you don't get many of those, do you? Yeah, yeah. really. No, and and a, a romantic sci-fi time travel sitcom. Is that too many genres? Yeah, it's a lot, maybe. It's a, it's a lot of genres. Yeah. What I maybe you'll get onto this, but what I loved about Goodnight Sweetheart, I think the reason I loved it so much, and we haven't even no. described the, no. the premise yet, yeah. but we will. Um, if you if you've never heard of this show, <laughs> if you're from the US or outside yeah. the UK, or just Never, never watched Goodnight yeah, Sweetheart. If you were born in 2007. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it's full-grown adults Bastards. now who were born in 2007. Yeah. Um, it, like Red Dwarf yeah. before it, it was a sitcom, but the sci-fi concept or concepts at the heart of it were genuinely yeah. like, well thought out and genuinely compelling. Yes. Which I'm sure you'll get onto. Right. So, it stars Nicholas Lyndhurst, uh, a British national treasure. I Institution, yeah. We'll get on to him later. Uh, created by Lawrence Marks and Maurice Gran for the BBC. So, Gary Sparrow, he's an accidental time traveller, which is, yeah, you get, is that like a regular thing? If you think about it, most time travel people in in TV or film, yeah. they're normally trying to time travel. <laughs> time, time, time travel people. Yeah, whereas yeah. he's he didn't mean to. No. So no. He, he essentially, he leads a double life through the use of a time portal, yeah. which allows him to travel between the London of the 1990s, as it was at the time, and the London of the 1940s during the Second World War. Um, it premiered on BBC One on November 18th, 1993, and ran for six series, which is more than I thought it was, until its finale on June 28th, 1999. Now, I'm sure you get onto this, 
as to exactly why Gary kept returning to the nineteen to the nineteen forties because there was a reason, yeah. and we will get onto it. Yeah. But looking back now, yeah, the nineties were pretty great. Yeah, great music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the world just seemed a lot less depressing. Yeah, like so. And, and, and so, so why would why would you choose to go, go back, back to, to the war as well? The Second World. If it was like right, I go the back fifties or, or the sixties, you'd yeah. be like, all right, all right, I can see the appeal. Yeah. Wartime. And the 90s, as you say, were great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Had new, all sorts going on. New Labour, Britpop. Yeah. Things could only get better, and they did. <laughs> it's like things can only get worse, Gary, if you go back to the 1940s. Well, coming up in this show, we have how Goodnight Sweetheart shared a cinematic universe with another classic British sitcom. What? Wow. The reasoning a man committing bigamy across two time zones comes up with. <laughs> okay. And what might have happened to one of the world's most notorious serial killers? I, I love the idea that someone is listening to this, and we still haven't. As we, a clue. we still, no. we still haven't described no. what the show is about. And they're like, okay, so we know. I know it's about a guy who time travels. Well, we sort of have. It's like it's a guy who who accidentally like time travels back to leap or something to the nineteen forties. But now it's like bigamy <laughs> serial killers. What the fuck is going on? So the guys who made this were also behind other nineties sitcoms such they were, as they were. They were like sitcom dons, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, Birds of a Feather. Yeah. New Statement. Uh, New Statesman with yeah. Rick Mail. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, and so the pair were writing another show called Love Hurts at the time. Um, and they were writing a scene based in London. And this is where they had the idea for Goodnight Sweetheart. Yeah. Where they realized they back in the early 90s, certain streets of London hadn't changed at all since the 1940s. And so they were like, oh, I wonder, you know. Can I just say the can idea I, came from there? Can I just say quickly on, on just because we'll never get a chance on this podcast to yeah. talk about birds of a feather again. Yeah, probably not. No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's unlikely. You never know. You never, you never, you never know. Um, if we were to if we were to talk about something starring Pauline Quirk, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. But um something that always got me with Birds of a Feather okay. is it's quite a quite a broad, silly sitcom with the most most morose. Maudlin theme song. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, you're right. You're a, right. A, a great theme song. Yeah, yeah. And, and the title sequence, which. You get, you get it up. I'm going to get it up. It's, it's, right, get, get it up. Because it's, it's the two lead characters who, again, if you, if you don't know about what Birds of a Feather is, it's basically a sitcom about these two, these two uh, sisters. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the title sequence is them as like little girls. I know. And then it shows them like. It's really sad. A- aging. And it's got this really sort of morose. And the music's really sad. And then it cuts to this really quite broad, very silly sitcom. It's such, I know. A, such a weird clash of, of, of styles and okay. tones. Here is the intro um, to Birds of a Feather. Opening credits. It's, this won't make any sense to anyone who's never seen it. But <laughs> oh. as he said, it is it, quite a laugh out loud. Yeah. Silly sitcom, great, yeah. great sitcom, yeah. but um, not what this makes it seem like not it's going to be at all. Not what this promises. <laughs> and I think Linda Robson's singing this, the star of Birds of Feather. I, that's a, that's a little bonus fact smash yeah. for you there. So the intro just shows them growing up through the years in photos, and, and well made as well because they so obviously they weren't really growing up. They got the actresses' photos in there. Yeah, and like for the nineties, that's Paul and Quirk singing as well. I didn't know they sang yeah, yeah. it. Now I'm listening to it. I'm like, it's not that yeah. good. That makes sense. Like it's them at their like from kids to wedding to like they the whole point is they get divorced because their husbands are a pair of wrong ones. Yeah, what will really, I do? Really sad. And they're like looking miserable. And yeah. it's like that's a that's a title sequence for a, a great show, but a very yeah. different show. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> that was our one opportunity to talk about it, and there it was. <laughs> so we've talked about it already a little bit, but yeah, it has sci-fi elements. Yeah. But the writers never set out to make this like a sci-fi show. Yeah. They deliberately 
didn't want to get bogged down <laughs> with explaining why oh. the time portal works, which I think we're watching it going, but why? Why is it there? Time travel rules. Tell us why it's there. And they were like, I don't care. It just appears. Um, and at one point, they, you know, when, when they were talking about why Gary can access it and, yeah. and how, um, they, they said that we don't even know. So, <laughs> so, so they couldn't explain it if so, they even wanted to. So this portal, from memory, is just like in a street somewhere. Yeah, so it's down, so it's down some random street yeah. in London. And he walks down it and then he turns out, and he doesn't realise where he's gone at first yeah. in the first episode. And suddenly he realises, what the hell? And, 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 you know, and can only Gary yeah. access it? It's, it's not like well, it, just, just no one else has happened play a bit to stumble upon and, it. Yeah, they play fast and loose with that yeah. throughout the series. But generally speaking, yeah. Only Don't he, worry about it. Only he has access to it unless some other shenanigans occur. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we'll get on to it. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. It's very much of its time. Yeah. The 90s, right? Yeah. I love so, how we were like, the 90s are great, and now we're saying, I know. but some of the morals weren't great. This is the thing. As guys who are in our mid, I hate to say it, to late 30s, wow. 38 next year, mate. You are, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I still think of the 90s as a relatively recent thing. Yeah. It isn't really. No. 30 years ago. What was the 90s? 10 years ago? I know. Yeah. Think about that. No. Times, um, times have changed. So a lot happens in 30 years, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So in this film, film TV series, it's yeah. about a man who lives a double life yeah. and commits adultery. Yeah. And yet he's the hero of the piece. More, more than adultery. Bigger me. Bigger me. It was, it was quite big, bigger me in the 90s. <laughs> I didn't really know what bigger me was. Right. Um, but good night, sweetheart. And uh, Peter Barlow in Coronation Street famous, oh, famous, doing it famously well. committed bigger me. Oh. And I was like, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, those two examples yeah. introduced me to the concept. Not that I like then like jumped on the concept. No. I'm not saying I was a big fan of the concept. but I just... So I think, I think this concept could happen in a show today, yeah. but they wouldn't have put this into the plot, I don't think. Well, again, going back to my point about the, the concept actually being really interesting, this idea yeah. of like a man, like a TV show about a man living a double life. Yeah. He goes back in time. He lives two lives across two uh, time t- zones. Two time zones but not two, that far. Two time far, periods. But enough of that, no. I suppose. But and and and, and, he, and then he starts up a family or you know mm. or or you know has a love interest and a wife and it, like yeah. that's that's a great setup for a drama. That's like that's yeah. like breaking bad with time travel. Well, you I could you like, could do you, you know like um Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And they've done the gritty reboot yeah, yeah, yeah. Bel-Air. Imagine a gritty reboot of this. You could do it. Yeah. You could do it. It'd be great. Well, I always thought a good idea for a uh, sci-fi Black Mirror style um show or yeah. film or whatever is like if you were able to plug into your memories yeah. um, from from the past, yeah. and then you had like a save file right. of a different life, yeah. where in that life you might be um, married with kids or whatever, and then you have different save files, and you sort of forget which one was the real oh. life because you've plugged into so many save files, but in each one you've you've created people and all sorts, well, and yet and you've does got it, the original does it even, life. Does it even matter and which one's exactly, real? Exactly, which one's the real one at this point. Ooh. But it's got to be made into Black Mirror, that's great. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel like even so, even so, even though on paper Gary's a bit of an ass, yeah, because it's Nicholas Lindhurst, he makes it work, yeah, in his own way, yeah. And you know, as we say, it's the '90s, Lad Mags, Britpop, Vindaloo. <laughs> it's just a way it, it was missing quite look, tame look, really at the time. Look, we had we had FHM, so bigamy was fine yeah. back then, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, thirty years ago, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, we still haven't really explained the premise. We no. have a little bit, but anyway. So, it's 1993. Yeah, Gary is a TV repairman. He's struggling with his life and his marriage. He's married to an ambitious wife called Yvonne. Yeah. And I love that it's all about, he gets annoyed yeah. that she's like wanting a career. <laughs> like, how, how dare, dare, how dare, how dare she? she? Well, yeah. well, look, look, and I, to be clear, I am not defending Gary Sparrow's no. actions. I am not, no. I'm not saying let's all embrace bigamy. Yeah. 
But, but <laughs> my memory is that his wife in yeah, the 1940s yeah, yeah. is very nice and very sweet. Of and course like, she was. She's and, in the 40s. No, but, the I, but I, don't, I don't think it's just that like she's like some subservient housewife. No, she I generally she think wasn't. she's just a lot nicer yes. to, to Gary. Yeah, that's the thing. Whereas, whereas his wife in the 90s is always just giving him yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, stay in the 40s, mate. Yeah, Yvonne is played in a way that she's just a bit of a nagging, yeah. you know, and... But watching it back, she wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> she didn't deserve this. <laughs> she's like, Gary, I'm going to work. And he's like, she's not beating him up or anything. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, oh, you're yeah. so unreasonable exactly. going to work. She just wants him to be ambitious and stuff. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, so he's um, best friends with with Ron in, yes. in the 90s who helps yeah. him out. He's the only one that he kind of confides in about the situation and Ron just kind of goes along with it. Yeah. Um, so after a TV repair call out in London's East End, he accidentally discovers a time portal at Ducket's Passage which leads to wartime London. Here he meets Phoebe, a barmaid at the Royal Oak Pub, her father Eric, who runs the pub, and Reg Deadman, or Deadman. <laughs> Probably Deadman. <laughs> a dim-witted but friendly policeman. And his like grandson, I think, yeah. is in the modern day, right. played by the same actor. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and so when he realises he can come and go as he likes, he yeah. starts dating Phoebe. And yeah, yeah what a cad. Just goes along with it. So let's have a look at some clips, shall we, from the first episode yeah. of when he first stumbles back to the past. Oh, excuse me, I'm looking for Hugh Gates Gill House. Hugh Gates Gill House, anyone? Your starter for 10? <laughs> it's always confusing because I'm used to Nicholas and her sounding a bit more cockney and only fools and horses. And he's a bit posher in this one. <laughs> Yeah, very convincing. Oh, hello. Haven't seen you in here before. What can I get you? Actually, I just came in for directions. I'm looking for Hugh Gates Girl House. Oh, sorry. Means nothing to me. You sure it's round here? Well, I asked a copper. He said it was just round the corner. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Dad might know, though. He knows everything, if he thinks. Dad! Off and bow. I'm coming up. What is it? Oh, this gentleman wants to know where Hugh Gateskill lives. Hugh Gateskill? Don't ring a bell with me. Is this Hugh Gateskill a regular? No, not Hugh Gateskill. Hugh Gateskill House. It's a tower block. A what? <laughs> Here, what do you want to know for, anyway? You're not from round these parts, are you? No, I'm from Cricklewood. As luck would have it. Cricklewood? <laughs> That's south of the river, is it? No. Well, have we declared war on South London or something? Don't you cheat me, you young pup. I was in both battles of the Somme. I'm entitled to ask. We've got to be careful. Careless talk costs lives. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I have to stay in period. Right. Hey? Well, I must say, you might be taking this 1940s theme a bit too far. I mean, for a start, it doesn't seem to be much of a hit with a crucial 18 to 25-year-old. <laughs> hey? I mean, where's the younger generation? Where are they? I'll tell you where the younger generation are. They've taken the king's shilling. Ah. What's the king going to do when his gas goes out? Come on, Dan! Now let's look back at where Gary's gone back to the 90s and how he deals with seeing, seeing um, Yvonne. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> what time do you think it is? Shit I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> already time. nagging. What year? <laughs> What are you talking about? He's, he's got lipstick work. on his face. And look at the state of you. Gary, are you all right? Has there been an accident? Uh, no. I, I finished my last delivery and I, I popped into this pub for quite a half. Oh. 
which turned into half a dozen noisy pints. No. Yvonne, this pub was... Well, what happened? The, uh, the landlord tripped and he fell down an open trapdoor into his cellar and he banged his head. He stopped breathing. Oh, and I suppose you gave him the kiss of life. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Me. Gary Sparrow, television repairman. Back there, I fought for a man's life and I won. Gary, are you winding me up? You can't visualise me as a hero, can you? Frankly, no. And get those dirty overalls off the duvet cover. There you go. See, she doesn't respect him. No. <laughs> doesn't respect, uh, no, you're not a hero, Gary. Poor Gary. I mean, I know he's a bigamist. But not yet, he isn't. <laughs> no, no, at this point, yeah. he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> My boy, Gary. <laughs> so, um... To ensure that his visits do not interfere with history, Gary um, helps, has Ron come in to help him as a confidant. And it says, now, again, I haven't watched the whole thing back, but it says that Ron helps him by supplying him with 1940s £5 notes and identity documents. Now, that makes him sound like he's some sort of genius spy when he's actually a bit of a down-and-out, like, slob. Is he, is, from what I can remember, anyway. Yeah. Is he, so, he's, so he's like some, ca some counterfeit expert. Maybe. Maybe All that's right. what it is. But that's, yeah, that's convenient. Helps him out. All right. So anyway, so Gary's living a double life, as we say. Yeah. He explains his absences through um, working as a secret agent to Phoebe. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get, we'll get back to that, definitely. Yeah. But so... His when so time travel rules. Okay, they they weren't thinking about it. We are okay. When he's in the nineteen forties, yes, time passes at the same rate. So if he spends, I think so, a day in the nineteen forties, he's missing from the nineties for yes, a day. He's right. come back at the same time, he which left. doesn't make any sense because you think, surely, yeah. So yeah, so he doesn't go back to when he left. Yeah, that time has passed. So if he spends a week in the forties, he's, he's gone, gone for a week. a week. So he can't spend too long. Yeah, past. right. And now, what he does do. He uses his knowledge of future events yeah. in the 40s and he yeah. brings them back things that are like rationed and all sorts. Yeah. Well, I, I remember you, you said then, you know, he, he doesn't want to change history. But he does. But I'm sure I remember him being like, oh, I wrote this song. Yes. And it's actually like... That's what he does throughout the entire series. Yeah. He claims he's a singer-songwriter yeah. and he just passes off modern pop songs as his own. Yeah. So I remember there was one bit where he sings like Smack My Bitch Up <laughs> in the pub. <laughs> but he like... Yeah, he, but that will change the world. I feel like he... Yeah, you've, yeah. Er, you've erased the prodigy. So, but I can't remember if he, when he does things like that with yeah. a song, whether that is not... Think about it, the plot of Yesterday, yeah. the Beatles film, yeah. is ripping off Goodnight Sweetheart. Well, you know you were saying about a shared cinematic universe, yeah. because I, I've not seen the film Yesterday, but I've, I've, I've looked into it, yeah. and apparently it never actually explains... Nah, it doesn't explain ...why... Yeah, yeah. Uh, why the world in which Himesh Patel inhabits yeah, yeah. Has, has, has the, the music of the Beatles has vanished. Yeah. What if it's because of Gary Sparrow's Maybe it is. Uh, activities? Maybe Gary Sparrow yeah. said, oh yeah, I've, I've written, uh, you know, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah. And then he erases the Beatles. Could be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for Phoebe in the past, Phoebe in the 40s, he says he's a secret agent. And that's right. why he's gone for periods of time. Right. And with Yvonne, he just sort of claims that he's on major call-outs as a TV repairman. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a real big job. Yeah. I was there for a week. But then he quits his job in 1995. Yeah to buy and run a shop called Blitz and Pieces. Great. So what he does is he sells goods that he gets from the 40s. Oh, that is clever. As rare memorabilia. But surely everyone would be like, well, this is this is far too, in far too mint condition. <laughs> like, <laughs> this must be a fake. It's a good idea. Yeah. But he... But again, he, but again, then he's removing things from the past. Yeah. So they're no longer in the past. So that's massively changing the, the present day. 
So every time he's going back to the present, he's not going back to the same present. He is changing. He is changing. Well, yeah, but it doesn't feel like he is. Nothing seems to really change that much. No. It was for Himesh. Yeah. For him, for Himesh, it was very different. I know, yeah. 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 Beat of Gary Sparrow's wings caused Himesh Patel to forget about the Beatles. So, no, so wow. Everyone else to forget about the Beatles. He's so he's with both women for five years. Yeah, he marries Phoebe, so that is officially bigamy. Now. Bigamy. <laughs> they even have a son called Michael, and he doesn't have a son with with no. Yvonne. And he moves into a luxury flat in Mayfair. What is he thinking now? Yvonne also becomes pregnant in the in the present day. Yeah, but she has a miscarriage. Now, this is a sitcom. Remember? Yeah, it is quite dark stuff. For yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this, this, it is crying out for this gritty reboot. But Yvonne Probably quite gritty. does become a successful businesswoman and becomes a millionaire. So she's alright. <laughs> He'll get over it. It's <laughs> she, it's, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I know I called her a nag. Sounds like she could do better than Gary. Yeah, she, she can. I yeah. think that's why she's a nag to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm with like, this dude. But, but your fucking ideas yeah. up, mate. Uh, so in his conversations with Ron, Gary rationalises that he is not a bigamist. Mm. This is his reasoning. Yeah. Even though he was married to two different women, yeah, now, do you think he's got a point here? <laughs> As the two women are not alive at the same time, yeah. is it okay? No. Because he's saying he considers himself faithful to both women. Yeah. And he argues, this is what he said, his, my wives exist in different temporal aspects of a four-dimensional space-time continuum. Yeah. Though Ron considers this to be a typical bigamist excuse. <laughs> Yeah, a classic. But, you know, they're not existing. It's like, you know, like the no, the postcode rule. This is like the time travel rule. They're not in the same era. He's got hoes in different time zones. But from from Gary's perspective, yes. he is having an emotional yeah, and, yeah. and, and, yes. and not definitely sexual relationship yes. with two women at the same time. That's the point, yeah. right? But, you know, yeah. they'll never meet. Or will they? Oh. Anyway. He also meets historical figures throughout the show, including Winston Churchill, George Formby, and Noel Coward. Uh, and if you didn't know, the show is named after the song Good Night Sweetheart, yeah. a popular song of the 30s and 40s, popularised by Al Bowley in 1931. Nick Curtis is the guy who sings the theme tune of the show. And then during what, one episode, Gary and Phoebe actually refer to Bowley's death during the Second World War. So I like the little uh, throwback to the homage, if you will. So the show concludes in 1945 on VE Day. Uh, so in 1999, Yvonne is suspicious of Gary's frequent absences. And I'm like, well, only now? Yeah. After six years? Only now you're going, he's gone away a lot, this Gary. Like, right. it, it, he's been it, doing it for years, it, love. It's been another week that he spent fixing, yeah. a, fixing a TV. So she follows him to the shop yeah. where she actually witnesses disappearance. And this is the series finale, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's paying at all. This is exciting. So that's a proper, proper finale. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's, he, she sees him just disappear into yeah. thin air. Yeah. Uh, Gary is then trapped in the past when the portal closes. Now this is where it gets, it's a bit quantum leapish, I yeah. suppose. He saves Clement Attlee from an assassination attempt by poisoning. Right. And he, because now he can't get back, he deduces that that was my destiny. The reason this has happened ah. is to save Clement Attlee. Right. <laughs> Not to pretend that I wrote Careless Whisper. <laughs> no. It's to save Clement Attlee's life. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But So again, if by pretending to write Careless Whisper, yeah. has he just erased the, the musical career of George Michael? Maybe George Michael doesn't exist. Ah. What a, what a, what a loss and that And what's the be? point if George Michael doesn't exist? Yeah, exactly. But, so, so he, so the portal opened because the fates had some yeah. power, some great like, power. Only one man. The that that decided, right it's, this, it's this TV repairman yeah. bigamist. Yeah. But all right. So and and so also it was it was the lost rule of yes. whatever will be will be. I guess so. Case where he 
he had to go, but that doesn't make any sense. No, because he changed, he does Cause, change this. Because if the rule was he everything does he does just make things happen as they were, like yeah, he, yeah. he he always saves Clement Attlee. They're making it sound like there's a Terminator situation where yeah. some person has gone back to kill Clement Attlee yeah. and now they need to send another person back to save Clement Attlee. <laughs> if he changes the past, so be it, but he has to save Clement Attlee. Okay, okay, so we're, to- we're not so we're not talking lost rules, we're talking Terminator rules. Yes, we are, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. There's only one man. So anyway, he writes a message behind a strip of wallpaper on his flat knowing that Ron is redecorating it in 1999. So, like Frequency, which we should definitely (laughs) do an episode on, his writing appears before Ron and Yvonne in real time. So because he hasn't done it yet. So that happens in Frequency where he's writing to his dad and he sees that it doesn't make any sense. It should always just be there, but fine. Because both time zones are happening at the same time. At the same time. He, although, although not according to Gary because he's like oh it's, it doesn't count yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apparently is yeah. there, Gary so he on the note he's saying to ask Ron to tell he's sort of taking the, the, the coward's way out yeah. he's asking Ron to tell Yvonne everything brilliant poor, he, poor Ron, yeah. Ron poor Ron the, 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 the counterfeit pal of this bigamist <laughs> and he and I think the writers couldn't be asked because yeah. it happens off camera <laughs> well that's a, that, that's a yeah. That's a long and for us quite dull. We know. We we, we we know. It's like the origin story of Spider Man. Yeah, like, oh, we know. We don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed again. Uh, and so it comes back, and Yvonne is telling Ron, "I I don't want to see Gary again." Fine. Yeah. Then the final episode it ends with. That, so that was that was a, that was her take upon discovering yeah. time travel is real. Well, I'm I'm done with Gary. <laughs> he has gone too far this time. Uh, she is standing outside the gates of Blitz and Pieces. Yeah. Wondering whether or not they will ever meet again. Where did she? So she didn't know about Blitz and Pieces. She knows about Blitz and Pieces. Where does she think he was getting all this war merch? He's just a genius. He's just oh, okay. really good at uh, sourcing such material. Okay. And meanwhile, in 1945, Gary is also doing the same at yeah. Duckett's Passage. There's like a wall, and he's like up against it, saying he's just wondering the same thing: Am I ever going to see Yvonne again? Yeah. And then he's joined do, by do Phoebe you, and Michael. Do and, I really care? Do I care? Yeah. Do you want to see a bit of the end of? Uh, yeah. Let's episode? Do Gary can't get through the wall. No, no, maybe it's it's just shifted. I mustn't panic. No, it it, it went away once before. Remember, just just a question of waiting. <laughs> oh my God! This is a pleasant surprise. Not for me. I want the truth. Where is Gary? I don't know. That is the truth. Liar, you must know. He always confides in you. He's been gone three days now and not a peep out of him. He has got another woman, hasn't he? Yvonne? You, you're barging here while, while I'm unwinding with... A life in the day of Julia Roberts. Get up. Shower. Don't shave. Ron, I've been doing a kickboxing class at the gym and I'm eager to practice on a large flabby scouse victim. Yvonne, I really think this is something for you and Gary to... Ah! Poor Ron. Also, when she called him a, a Scouse victim, yeah. it made it sound like she was saying that message. he was a victim of being Scouse. <laughs> In the past, the right. time portals vanished. The message appearing now. Tell Yvonne I'm sorry. Tell her everything. Try to explain. <sighs> but what I like about all that... Yeah is that even though they didn't really want to get bogged down with a the sci-fi, they really went for it with trying to like... The pathos. Yeah, and give it yeah. a good end. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Proper finale, good. explain it and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, quite quite sad in its own way, even though it kind of deserves everything that's coming to him. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, 
the worst thing that happened to him is he's, he's stuck in the past with his slightly nicer wife. Yes. Like, it's, uh, it's not really the, nah. you know, the equal price nah. um, paid for, for his actions. But. So, um, other storylines throughout the show include in Series 5, Episode 3. Now, a bit of a controversial move, this one, in my opinion. Oh. So, a bomb in the 40s causes haywire for the time pool. And for a couple of episodes, people were just able to sort of move between the time zones. What? So, Ron goes back to the 40s. Right. And calls himself Commander Bond. <laughs> and he starts telling people all kinds of like future stuff. But because they think that they're all so outlandish and silly, they just yeah. think he's mental. Yeah. Um, and then in the 90s, Phoebe follows Gary and goes to the 90s. What? Uh, and finds his Blitz and Pieces shop. And because it's all like 40s, she sort of doesn't realize she's in the 90s. Yeah. And Gary's a bit of a dick here. And he plays like an audio recording of like an air raid siren <laughs> to scare her. <laughs> so she hides under a table to get her out of the way. But then before she heads back, she actually meets Yvonne. Right. They come face to face. Um, and they have a bit of a standoff, but they don't really, they don't say anything to incriminate him. Yeah. And Gary just stands there in shock, but then totally gets away with ah! it. She just walks off. And they were like, okay, got away with that one. And then time wow. falls fixed and it's fine. Wow. So, he, so he's not just a big machine, he was psychologically manipulates and terrifies <laughs> his, his 1940s wife. It's okay. Bit, yeah. Okay. Um, Series 5, episode 8. Yeah. Uh, he has a dream of a certain Rolf Harris. Uh, and in a cameo role, he appears singing Two Little Boys. Now, uh, not sure that one gets repeated nowadays. No. And I, I'm thinking about it, and when I wrote that, do you ever see this repeated? It's on Brickbox in full. Yeah. But I don't remember the last time this was on telly. No. 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 Maybe it's just even on, controversial. Even on, even on the more niche channels. Oh, yeah. They're like... It'll be on gold or something. Yeah, but in the, yeah. they're like, I'm going to give this big a missed airtime. But anyway, it is all on Brickbox. I highly recommend watching it. Uh, series 2, episode 1, it's established that it's set in the same canon as Dad's Army. What? So, Gary goes into a bank in 1941, yeah. and he meets a bank manager called Mannering, and then Wilson is his uh, chief clerk, and they're both in the Home Guard in the 40s. So, it's, but, but different actors, presumably. Yeah, different actors. And then he hears the names Mannering and Wilson, and he starts singing the Dad's Army theme song. What? But then how can it be in the same universe? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So does Dad's Army exist as a TV show in the, in the Good Night Sweetheart universe? Yes, but also the real Dad's Army appears. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It makes no sense. No, but I love it. All the same. All right. Yeah. I, it, think, I think they were like, what if, what if, the, what, what what if it's place in the 40s? What if it's just a huge coincidence that those guys are Maybe that's what they were trying Mannering to say. Mannering and Wilson and, yeah. It's probably what they're trying to say because they're in the Home Guard and they're called Mannering and Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the idea of it. I don't know what the idea even is. <laughs> that it's both, it's both, a, it both exists but it's also... A... Know, it would have been fine if he didn't sing the Dad's Army yeah, theme. fine. Because then we could have gone, oh? Although, is that, is that an actual song? Like Good Night Sweetheart, or is that just no, the Dad's Army the theme? No, that's the Dad's Army theme. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, if, if he hadn't done that, I'd go, yeah. oh, okay, well, no, it's the same universe. Yeah, Great, yeah. cool, okay. But no, because he did that, you're like, no, you've broken the fourth wall now. Yeah. Don't make any sense. Now it's silly. Yeah. <laughs> now it's silly. Now it's silly. Uh, series 6, episode 5, he travels the wrong way from the 40s, and he ends up in Victorian London. What? I don't where, remember this. Where Jack the Ripper is on the loose. <laughs> of course. Yeah, sure. He learns that the murderer. Has sorry, been... sorry. This was this was the, the final series, right? Yeah. Note, note that most of these are series five and six. Yeah, the last like, two series. Like, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, he learns that the murderer has been using the backyard of his shop as a hideout, and then it also turns out that Jack the Ripper was never caught because he was run over by a bus in 1999 when using the time portal. So, so Jack the Ripper escapes to the 90s. Yes, not unknowingly, and then gets hit by a bus, and that's why he's never. Yeah. Yeah. Like, never caught. They're like, look, we've. We've we've explored so many different plots yeah. in Good Night Sweetheart. Well, the one thing the one thing we've not really um, tackled is 
Oh, I didn't ever catch Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the right time zone, but let's just, let's Cla- just do it. Classic sitcom fare. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, that in that instance, they're kind of saying that that always was the thing that always happened. Yeah. That's why yeah. Jack the Ripper was never caught. Yeah. But that's not the other time rules at all that they're abiding by because Gary's changing things all the time. I so. don't think this show makes much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the problem when you have sitcom writers who are brilliant at sitcom writing. Yeah. They don't give a shit about the sci-fi lore. They don't no. care. They're just no. doing it as they will. How dare they? And uh, finally, in Series 5, Episode 10, uh, Gary's now grown-up son, Michael, comes into his shop in the 90s. What, he's travelled back from the future? No, 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 he's just older. What? So his son in the 40s. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant he had a, no, he had no, a kid no. in the 90s. Because no, no, no. that, that would be good be if good. he had a kid in the he 90s would, yeah. and it turns out he later found another portal and travelled uh, back yeah. from the future. Yeah. So his son from the 40s yeah. has grown up. Oh, yeah, of course. And he's now in the 90s. Yeah. Now, why, why didn't you think... I maybe he did. I haven't, you know, I haven't watched all the episodes recently, but wouldn't you like look him up? Yeah. Because well no, you, always, probably, he's like oh shit, I've never run him. into him. Yeah, that'd be awkward. So his son Michael comes into his shop to sell some of Phoebe's things into his forty shop. So has Phoebe died at this point? I assume so. At this point, yes. He has spent time in prison and he lives in a one room flat in Hackney. Ah. So after seeing what could become of Michael, Gary attempts to make sure he has a brighter future. Right. So he can change. The yes, thing. exactly. Right. Okay. So his decision to donate the royalties from a song he wrote for Phoebe to one of his fav- famous songs that he's nicked from someone Which else. Which again is changing history. Makes all the difference to Michael's future. So he's done like, he's passed off a song and got publishing rights yeah. and make sure that Michael's well off. Yeah. Um, so this time it changes things. Now Michael is a success and he's moved to New Zealand and he has two children. And the girl is named Phoebe, named after his grandmother. Yeah. Not her grandmother. But Gary is disappointed to hear that his grandson is not named after him. So it's like he's changed the past, but for whatever reason, Michael doesn't like him or respect him. Right. Well, it sounds like. Serves him right, given that he, he, you know, he got that money through yeah. uh, through lies and and yeah, exactly. Seat. Yeah. So a bit bittersweet that one. Yeah. But in a little twist, yeah. Michael, the older Michael, yeah. played by Ian Lavender, of Dad's <laughs> Army fame. <laughs> right. So if Ian Lavender is a good night sweetheart, yeah. Wait. Oh wait. Oh no. <laughs> it's a time paradox. So no, no, because that that makes it even worse because. So, the one there's one possibility okay. that Dad's Army and uh, Goodnight Sweetheart take place in the same fictional universe. Yeah. That's option number one. Okay. Option number two is that uh, Goodnight Sweetheart is that sorry Dad's Army yeah. is a TV show in the Goodnight Sweetheart universe. Yes. But if Ian Lavender is in Goodnight Sweetheart, then Gary would recognise him as the actor from Dad's Army. So it's both it's it, it's both exists as as reality. Yeah. Within, within Goodnight Sweetheart, but it's also a TV show within Goodnight Sweetheart, but it's also neither because Gary, it's definitely not a TV show because Gary would recognise Ian Lavender. Yeah. Yeah. All in all. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Anyway, cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nicholas Inthurst. Yeah. Best known in the UK. Very posh. He's very posh in this. But he's very posh in real life. He is he? very posh in real life, but yeah. I don't remember him being that posh in this. But he's so good because in Only Fools and Horses, he's very yeah. cockney and all that. Um, he was in Butterflies before that, of course. Yeah. He won two NTA awards, National Television Awards, for Goodnight Sweetheart. Good. Uh, and he will soon appear in the Frasier reboot. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out he's just great mates of Kelsey Grammer because they appeared in the play together. He hasn't done anything since, like, New Tricks, has he? I don't think so. Not actually. Lindhurst? No. But great. Look forward to just that. Just living off those Only Fools royalties. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not the Goodnight Sweetheart royalties because no. no one shows anymore. No. But, yeah. uh, he was only 32 when he was in Goodnight Sweetheart. Ah, so, yeah. no. Doesn't he look much older than that? That mean, Well, that means when it ends, he's, like, 38 at yeah. least. <laughs> but... <laughs> Which means in Only Fools and Horses, he was... 
Yeah, but he's he's meant to be young in that. I guess in, the, so. in this, he's meant to be but, like but, he, but, he's, but, he's not just got one wife and kid; he's got two. I think how not. I didn't say he looked awful in mid nineties. You know, the end of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> yeah. But he must have only been like 34. 40. No. Yeah, because it, start, it started when he was 32. Oh, a couple no. of years later, Only Falls and Horses ended. So he was oh. like 34, 35. Younger than us now. Uh. Anyway, Victor Maguire plays Ron. Uh, he appeared, in, he's, he's been in all sorts of British TV shows yeah, and films. He was a... in um, Bread and he was a thief in Lockstock. Yeah, Lockstock. Yeah, I remember in that. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Etridge played both PC Deadmans in both time periods. Uh, so both of Gary's partners are played by two actors. Yeah, with they both the wives yes. got recast, right? Which At the odd. same time. Yeah. So they both left after series three and were replaced from series four onwards. So they both appeared in three series each. Was there like a break in production or something? Or? No. No. Uh, Devla Kerwin just sort of didn't want to be in it anymore. Well, surely she's off to bigger, bigger Ballycus Angel Well, the thing is, I think point. like she was already in Ballycus Angel, the yeah. crossover, but she did the same thing in Ballycus Angel. Do you remember? She got recast. Yeah, right. No, no, she didn't. Well, she left at least. She left. She left mid mid show. Don't get me started on. Don't get me started on that. What? Balakis Angel. Oh yeah, because they where, both leave, don't they? Where? So so Dervla Kerwin. Yeah. Again, we're never going to talk about this anywhere else. No. Dervla Kerwin, Stephen Tompkinson. It was like a will they won't. Yeah, they. great. She's a. I think is she a barmaid in that as well. Might be. Yeah. I think so. And just typecast. He's a priest. He's right? he's a priest. Yeah. And they're sort of like, oh, will they won't they? Yeah. And then they're both going to leave the show. So it's like, well, oh, how do we write them out? Uh, in the in the in her final episode. Uh, they finally kiss. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, kiss, lovely. Um, oh, it's like something like a light bulb's blown. I'll just go change the fuses. And what? she and she gets electrocuted and dies. No. Yeah. And then and then, Tom, and then Tompkinson's like, I'm heartbroken, I'm leaving Balakis Angel. Why not just have them leave together? Yeah, and, uh, they're both leaving anyway. Yeah, bizarre. And again, it's like whole feet when they killed off Baxendale in yeah, the last episode. Quite quite light-hearted, frothy well, show. Unless See, that, in my opinion, has probably killed the um, legacy of Valakis Angel. No, what, <laughs> the legacy you, of Valakis Angel. Why ever watch it from the start knowing yeah. that that's what happened? No. Why yeah. did they do that? I don't, I'm still mad about it now, genuinely. I'm, I'm furious. Yeah. That is one of the yeah. worst decisions yeah. of any British TV show of all time. Every so often I'll just be like sat there, you know, eating my Cheerios and I'll think, <laughs> remember how shit... <laughs> what were they thinking? The end of, you know... Gen 1 of Balikis Angel was just so then they, hashtag justice for a sumpter. So did they, did they replace them with two other will they won't they romance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, were, there, were, there were loads of different priests, loads of different female leads. Colin Farrell was the, one of the Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, for a show so, that is already, you know, is, makes a hero of a, of a bigger myth, yeah. it's not great, is it, that they swapped out both of the female no. leads and were like, ah, they won't notice. So she was replaced by Elizabeth Carling mm. and she's great. Fine. Uh, um, and do you know what? Do you know in Back to the Future? Uh, how after the first one? Oh, they change. Um, um, Gen- Jennifer. Jennifer has changed. Yeah. As a kid, I'd never really noticed. No, notice, no. The same with George McFly. Yeah. You only see him in in like the back, but I never knew that it was a different actor playing yeah. George in the future. Yeah, but didn't they, didn't they do that thing of like they got they put him upside down and, and they got Crispin and they literally got like a, a mask of Crispin Glover's yeah, face and made the other that. guy wear it. But, to, yeah. to, be, to be clear, this new actress wasn't wearing like no. Dervla Kerwin's face. He was just yeah, like yeah. like some kind of terrifying yeah, Jennifer, serial killer. I never I never noticed. Okay. I feel like for um, Yvonne, Yvonne at least I never really noticed. <laughs> Until now. Yeah. So Michelle Holmes played the original Yvonne. She was replaced by Emma Amos. Mm. But yeah. All, all, all good. All great. All good. Yeah. So, I totally forgot that this happened. Right. It returned. Oh, yeah. In 2016. Yeah. This, I, I remember clearly. I can't believe it. <laughs> Have you, did you see it at the time? No. Oh, it was great. I watched it now. Oh, you but, watched it? Yeah. And, and it was great. It's really good. And they've done it so, properly. So, it's called Many Happy Returns. Yeah. So, there was like a, a BBC season... Oh of, yeah, that it, was it. Was, it. it was something like to celebrate 
60 Years of the Sitcom yeah. or, or something like that. And they did all these different things. So they did um, like a sequel to Porridge, yeah. um, which is not very good. No. And they did a sort of... Keeping like, Up Appearances uh, prequel. Prequel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was fine. Which was fine. And they did um, uh, sort of like a, a remake of uh, um, uh, Are You Being Served? Was this where Still Open All Hours came from as well? No, that was that was just separate. Oh, okay. But but they're doing all these different like twists and ways of revisiting um, sitcoms. They did a full so they were kind of like pilots. They did a full series, maybe even two, I think, of of, of porridge. Yeah. This I know. Good night, sweetheart. This was the only one that actually worked. It was brilliant. Yeah. The writers wanted to do more. Yeah. Never happened. I baffled. Any reason why? No, I baffling. Utterly baffled. It was great. So in this one, they yeah. they made an effort. It's yeah, it was really, really good. good, and it makes sense to bring it back. Yeah, it's really good. So. Gary is still married to Phoebe. Still stuck in the past. At this point, he's in the 60s. Yeah. So their son, Michael, is a teenager. Um, so he's missing the modern world and he decides, hang on, I was born in the 60s. Why don't I go to the hospital and see me being born? Be a laugh, wouldn't it? Uh, and he, he, he meets his father, yeah. a bit Back to the Futurist, who faints and then Gary ends up holding his younger self by accident. And because of this, some sort of timey-wimey stuff don't worry about kicks it. in. And he's thrown into the future in the 2010s. Uh, and he arrives in the men's toilets of a trendy burger joint in London where is, his shop used to be. Right. And so, oh, right. So they've, they've just knocked down. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. they would because he's been missing for 20 yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he's like, oh, bloody hell. What's going on here? So the, the amount of time that's passed since yeah. then in both periods, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and he meets Yvonne, who's now a multi-millionaire investor. She's in Dragon's Den and all sorts. Yeah, ridiculous. A bit silly. Yeah. Uh, and Ron is her tenant in the basement. <laughs> Uh, and it turns out Yvonne got pregnant. Not by Ron. No. Oh. <laughs> by oh, Gary, Gary. Before the closure of the time portal. Oh. I don't think she knew she was pregnant. So he's time. got a kid he never met. Yeah, I remember that. And he's time. got a 16-year-old daughter named Ellie. Yeah. And so after meeting her, he's like, hmm, I wonder if I could do another double life so I can keep hanging out with my daughter. Right. Uh, and it's sort of implied that he is going to do that. <laughs> yeah, in the series. Yeah. That, that never happens. And that, that again, it's like, you know, not only is a big a bigamist, but he's a, he's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> Great. More pathos. Yeah. Let's watch a clip then uh, from Many Happy Returns. Yeah. Terrific sense of humour. Loyal. Intelligent. If he was so loyal, why did he walk out on us? Fair point. Maybe he didn't know about you. I haven't told Mum, but when I'm 18, I'm going to go look for him. Good casting. Looks like um, he may not want the to Yvonne actress. Yeah. Bet he would. Oh, good acting. Yeah. Taxi for early? <laughs> yeah. What happened to engines? <laughs> yeah, it's a quiet car. Yeah. <laughs> Niche gag, but that would good. Odd, but interesting. What, what, what I remember liking about this... See you around? Hope so. ...is that he was always the man who knew, all, you know, yeah, had all the yeah. answers. He got... He, he lived? He... Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, he'd bring back all the stuff from the future. Whereas now, he's, screwed, yeah. he's out of touch because he's, he's, yeah. he's been missing from the present day for, for, you know, 16 years. So it seems like the portal's in a toilet now. Can you hurry up? I have to go. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, but the brick wall's still there. Ah, it's sort the same of. wall, is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So now he's gone back to the 60s. Yeah. 
bit dodgy though because you end up in the men's toilets each time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He there literally did just walk in on someone having a. So sorry. <laughs> an, an easy gag, but a good one. Normal service has been resumed. Clearly setting right. up for a series but that never right. happened. But like, and you're running out of time now because you could have had this whole series in the 70s yeah. and now it's going to be after being in the 70s if you're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, oh well. Great though. Yeah, great. Well there's done. A, there's a scene in it where uh, Nicholas Linter sings uh, Hello by Adele. Yeah. Really good. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sounds weird. It is a bit weird. It's also really good. Sorry. Uh, and also there was a stage musical for a while with songs from the 40s and the 80s for <gasps> some reason. They must what? change the time zones for oh. some reason. Um, it debuted at the Brookside Theatre in Romford in September 2018. I don't think it had much more life after that. No, I like that it existed. Yeah, like that it happened. I mean, yeah, it kind of make makes sense. Yeah. You know, with the mu- there's a you know there's a musical element yeah. to it. And, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So thoughts on Good Night Sweetheart? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, problematic, <laughs> but um, I yeah, I I still for me there's something about the the premise and I not 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 so much the bigger me, but like I say the. The concept is far more um, involved and yeah. in, and interesting, and maybe not well well thought out. Um, all the all the you know intricacies of the of the time travel and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But actually, the, again, that idea of two time zones and one man can travel between them, and he has a, a dual life, and what that means, and uh, yeah, re- like really compelling as well as being funny. And then yeah, like I say, when when it came back, that the idea that he was now the kind of the, the fish out yeah. of water, the man out of time. Um, he wasn't the man with all the answers. Um, yeah, I'm really good. Just a shame it didn't it didn't continue. Yeah. yeah, I mean maybe it ran too long. Maybe six series was too. But that's just what you did back then. But I, it, it, the sitcom just lasted. Lasted. Maybe yeah. Maybe when when you get into you know Jack the Ripper yeah. territory, you've, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you've uh, stuck around too long. Yeah. But yeah. um, but you had that break. They came back. They had a. It wasn't just like oh let's bring it back for the sake of it. They had a really good idea, really good take on it. Yeah. This idea of. Like I say, he's now the man, you know, the the fish out of water, the man out of time, and and he's he's going to try and rebuild this relationship with his daughter. It's got a whole new whole new twist on it. Could have been, could have been great. Could have been great. <laughs> Never mind. Well, that is it for two geeks, two beers. This episode. So for more episodes all about pop culture history lessons, including other time travel projects such as Back to the Future, Crime Traveler, Doctor Who, all sorts, head to twogeekstwobeers.com. And you can subscribe to our podcast on all the usual platforms. If there's one show where the time travel rules make less sense than a good night, we are. It's it's crime, traveler. crime traveler. Everybody knows time travel is not possible. <laughs> Please spread the word about the show with your like-minded mates and family members, uh, or you can uh, rate or review the show on our website. Just find the rate this podcast button. It's really easy and makes a huge difference. Please do that. Uh, and you can also support us on Patreon, where we post. Uh, bonus mini-sodes, some of which end up being half the length of a full episode. Uh, We've recorded a batch of them recently and we're really pleased with them, uh, including episodes about our cinema snack etiquette rules (laughs) and uh, big pop culture properties that have totally passed us by, some of which are very embarrassing. Uh, You can find us on patreon.com slash twogeekscast. And of course, uh, email us podcast at twogeekstwobeers.com or follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. That's all at Two Geeks Cast. So until next time, Morgan, good night, sweetheart. Good night, darling. So, Mm. if you were in Gary's situation and you could go back to the past, 
and just steal any song. You're only allowed one song yeah. you can steal and then pass it off as your own. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, I think it would have to be uh, Thinking Out Loud by, oh. Ed, by Ed Sheeran. Okay. Two reasons. One, <laughs> yeah. very popular song. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's, a very, yeah. it's a very popular song. I would make a load of money. Yeah, you would, yeah. But also, you could, I would write Thinking Out Loud before Marvin, Marvin Gaye, Gaye wrote... Ah. Is it let's get it on? And and get your own back on. And then I yeah. and then and then and then I when Marvin Gaye wrote that, I would then sue yeah. Marvin Gaye. Because that just sounds like fun. And you'd be like, Fred. Um uh, I I th- yeah, I was trying to think, I'd probably just do last Christmas. Yeah. Ham, something like that. Just something that it will come back every single year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, all, like, all I want for Christmas is year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, a Christmas classic. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if it's the forties, most of those like proper, you know, like White Christmas has already happened by that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you think, like, I don't know, would the 1940s be ready for You'd have to. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they'd be ready for, like. <sighs> That's what annoys me about yesterday, you see. Yeah. Because there's a bit where he's in now, but he's yeah. doing, like, Beatles songs and quite niche ones. He, there's one bit where he's doing, like, Carry That Weight. And, like, that wouldn't be a hit in 2015 <laughs> or whatever. No. Like, maybe you could do. I don't even think, I think like even if you released All You Need Is Love in yeah. 2015, it would oh, be no. like, I don't care. No, no. It, it's, why, it's why I, I, you know, I thought about it, but it's why I didn't pick uh, Big For Your Boots by Stormzy. <laughs> I thought about it, but not sure it would sell. <laughs>